We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for race bits. Mmm, You have makeup on? Yeah, I got dolled up for you. Night out on the town. Appreciate it. Night out on the bits. We've been, uh, I dipped us in right away. We're dipped in? Yeah. I almost went two mics, almost three mics like Neil Brennan. Now we're down to one mic. Jordan. Michael Jordan, episode number 23. That's right. What a segue. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Thank you to all our Brazerbacks from all over the world. We've got Japan, as always, India. We've got some middle of Europe. We've got some Germany. We've got some Austria. We've got some Czech Republic. We have some South America, Argentina, Chile, and of course, the United States. Uh, this is actually great that we have this right away. Jesse, you know how we were upset that in the United States we couldn't see where people were listening within the United States? Yeah. Uh, well, I figured it out. Remember how we were going to email Captivate? I was going to text you this, but I figured got to got to save it for the pod. You summer Sanders it? I summer Sanders it. I figured it out. What you had to do is, you know how they had the map of the world? Yeah. You had to put your mouse on the United States and then click. <laughs> No, and that, that's all you had to do? You had to click on the United States to see who's listening from, that, from America? And it gives you a breakdown by state, and not only that, it gives you a breakdown by city. No fucking way. So we got a uh, shout-out to Captivate, which is our pod hosting service. They, I mean, we're the hosts, but they're the hosts. Captain Crunch of Eight. Captain Crunch of Eight. They're not our captors, but they are captivating. And we have, in our history, we've got mo- we've got 31 out of the 50 states have Brazerbacks in them. Right. Notably, Arkansas does have Brazerbacks, in fact. Unbelievable. Um, I, just, I, just, I just clicked on it. I just, this is, you, just, you just blew my mind. I was going to have you do some trivia. Ah, fuck my bad. Do you see the map? I see the map. Uh, so you see our, our top five states? Yeah. New York, Florida, New Jersey, Virginia, California. Massachusetts. Yeah, which I think is solid. I think you probably have it on the last um, the last 28 days because that's the fault. I was looking at all time. All time, our top five, pretty representative of who we are, right? We got, it's New York, New Jersey, just Florida. I think just Florida and New Jersey are switched. In the quarantine, which makes sense, we got more Florida than Jersey. Right. <laughs> but our top three by, by substantial margin are New York, New Jersey, and Florida. So shout out to the Jews. That's amazing. This is, this is mind blown. We have two Kansas listeners. Oh, yeah. I know who they are. Yeah. You, you visit. We left in Nebraska. We had a Nebraska download. Yeah, we got Nebraska. We got a bunch of tech. Oh, I guess you're looking at the last 30 days. We got some Texas. We have, uh, we got everywhere. You know, we got Brazerbacks. Washington, Oregon. Brazerbacks all over the same country. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening and what's also cool is uh, you could actually see the cities all over. So in Japan, right, we have uh, in the past 28 days, we've had a few listeners from Japan, but there's more Kyoto than in Tokyo. Wow, interesting. So shout out to Kyoto. Shout out Kyoto. Very cool. Who knew? A couple, a couple clicks and you can dive into a whole new set of information. I know. I'm glad we didn't email them. Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you guys just need to use the mouse and click. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks for, thanks for doing that, Sarah Jessica Lance Parker. Appreciate that. Yeah. So that, that's big. That's a pretty big news overall. Yeah. Thank you to the Brazerbacks overall. I mean, we're trying to continue to, to slow cook the pod, continue to, to spread our menus all across the country, all across the world. So, you know, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your own personal Seidel. Speaking of Seidel, I got some feedback, not from Seidel, but from another uh, pod, another Brazerback, Wack Holberg. We were, we, were, we were debating about kind of what his role is in the Grave Bits Pantheon. 
and he personally thinks he's a he can he, he compares himself to a a fan who calls into the radio show and like will rip the team but he'll still go to the games and support he's a, he considers himself a deep supporter which I agree with, but he's also, he toes the line. He toes the line of being a deep supporter and a deep hater, which you gotta love. You you love both sides of the coin. He's a Jets fan. A Jets fan? A New York Jets fan. He's actually a New York Giants fan. That's like the attitude of a Jets fan. But he he is kind of a Jets fan. Right? You're a big Jets fan, right? I'm a big Jets fan. But I, yeah, I I hate the Jets overall, but I will support them. That's a good good analogy. You know who's also a pretty big Jets fan? Who? Seidel? Yep. I'm I'm actually not a Jets fan anymore. This is actually my last day of being a Jets fan. <laughs> now I really hate the Jets. <laughs> yeah, so that's good news. I got a bunch of feedback. Um, number one, I have my own personal feedback. Remember last week, I thought I was off my game. Yeah, I was not into it. I listened back. I thought it was a good performance by me. So yeah, great pod, great pod. Yeah, it's one of those things when you, you're in it, you don't think you played well, but when you watch the game tape, it was it was good, solid. Yeah, can't ask for much, especially in these uh, quarantine Joe Green times. Absolutely. And I think last episode, if I remember correctly, you were laying down in your bed. I was. And now you're now you're sitting up. I feel like by the end of the episode, you're laying down. And you're like, what the hell have I been doing? I've been laying down. It was a great pod. You kind of at the end were like, oh, I'm, I'm in bed. Have I been sleeping? It's in, it's intentional. Yeah. Posture is huge. It really is. And I have bad posture according to Instagram. I was talking last week about how my, was that a joke, is uh, like getting therapy on Instagram ads. Yeah. Now I'm getting these ads about having bad posture. <laughs> you have bad posture? I feel like you have got pretty good back, straight up back. I used to have really bad posture and I think I've, tr- I've, I've tried to get better. But I don't like how Instagram is posturating that I have bad posture. I don't know why you're getting so many uh, ads. I rarely get any ads on Instagram. Because they know I'm a big moneymaker. Chris Moneymaker. Right. I got other feedback from, well, kind of feedback, but it was more of a information, uh, like a stat, a stat correction. Maddie Schneck, top Razorback. We were, we were talking about, I forget what the context was, but I had said Ron Weasley had just got engaged. She, he had not gotten engaged. He had just had a baby. Wow. To his girlfriend. With his girlfriend. Wow. So, I Ron Weasley for having a kid. That's great. Hopefully, hopefully a wizard. Hopefully not a squib. Right. You don't want a squib. I got more feedback. So, Kate, uh, approved of your top nine this past week, the top nine things at restaurants. She was a big fan of pretty much all of yours, um, especially the sharing for the table. Huge. She was like, it was great. It was, uh, you know, being in quarantine, now I get to watch as she's listening. And um, really, really, really strong reactions to yours. But um, she did, she is upset that she thinks with, uh, Carvel and Carvel ice cream cake that you misrepresented her stance. Uh, that you conflated Carvel ice cream cake with soft serve at Carvel, which is not even remotely the same thing. I have a quote. Um, she says, He was coming at me like some crazy lady who doesn't like soft serve. I love soft serve and Carvel soft serve, but their cakes are trash. Oh my God. And she also, she also describes them as pellet ice cream. The crunchies are pellets. <laughs> Crunchies or pellets? Like the Oreo? Yeah, like like pellets. She calls it pellet ice cream. I stand by it. It's it's a it's a it's a hot take. It's a rough take. The, the soft cream ice cream, the soft serve ice cream that's in the Carvel ice cream cake is the same Carvel soft serve that's in the rest of Carvel. On top of that, the crunchies are unbelievable. It just it, it, I don't know. It's not soft serve. It's frozen. But then when it's added, it, it's it starts at soft serve, and then you put it in the freezer, it gets frozen. I think that's all ice cream. No. <laughs> 
Not when it's like fresh soft serve. It's if it's soft, if it's served softly, you can soft serve an ice cream cake. So you're saying they take the soft serve and they freeze it? <laughs> no, here's what I'm saying: the ice cream cake starts as soft serve and they take it out of the freezer, turns back into soft serve. It's no longer frozen. No, it no. Then it's it's a different animal. Can't can't be. You're saying it's a different kind of cream in that cake. This is outrageous. So we got to get. If you're listening right now, chime in. Uh, this is this is a uh, this is too much for me to handle. Wow. Maybe I don't know how ice cream works. We're lost in the cake. Yeah, we're lost in the cake. Maybe we'll maybe we'll make up over some non-carvel ice cream cake. <laughs> I would love a slice of carvel ice cream cake though. I think you would too. Uh, yeah, and then I got another and more feedback. Uh, remember how I thought we knew who our Austrian listener was? Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I was talking to, uh, we'll call him for purposes of the pod, uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, um, who is a soccer player for, for Germany and, and Bayern Munich. This one of my college friends who we always played FIFA. He was always uh, Bayern. But anyway, that's that's the background of the name. Coincidentally, he also now lives and works in Austria. Wow. But he, we were talking and he messaged me that, he started listening to the pod and that uh, we, he said he loved it. He was like, he loved that you were talking about mints at diners. <laughs> he said his quote was, I'm hooked. The pod has reeled me in. It's good New York City Jewish early in the evening bar talk, which I thought was a great description. That's fantastic. That's a quote from the back of the book. Yeah. I thought that was a fair but great description of, of the pod shout out to what's his name bastion janikowski <laughs> yeah shout out to sebastian janikowski nice that's a great one i love that description yeah so i thought that was good yeah so i wanted, wanted to share that and uh it's always good to have a new brazerback reeled in you know that's what we do we kind of put the anchovy or the bait on the fishing rod stewart and we we get everyone going absolutely real men real men real damn in love that i have one last item that i wanted to uh to air on the pod i'm pretty hard on i'm pretty hard on shake shack overall right anytime shake shack comes up i say oh it's good but they are cocky and they insist that they're great well i think got to give credit to where credit's due they announced that they're because they're a bigger business and i guess they're doing pretty well financially they're giving back 10 million dollars they got from the um like the loans for coronavirus. Wow. This is uh, huge news because this is, spoiler alert, my, is that a joke? Wow. Oh, man. I guess we, we could jump to, I thought, it, it's my, is that a joke? Because well, Shake Shack's not a small business. Why are they getting a small business loan? I think they were giving, they were giving it back because they shouldn't have gotten it in the first place. Have you heard about the American tax and financial system? I've heard about it. It's a lot of, a lot of loopholes. It's a loop. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, looper holes. I have my fr- a friend named Brian Lupo. But I I guess it's, did they give it back? I have it as my that a joke. It's like, did they give it back because they got shamed into giving it back? Or they were like, they got it and they're like, oh, we, we shouldn't have gotten this. I don't think so. Because I've heard um, one, another big small business that we've talked about on the pod, Roots Chris, is keeping theirs. I think theirs is $20 million. <laughs> But that makes sense because is it Roots? Is it Chris's? They don't really know whose it is. So it's like, well, I can't give it back because I don't know if it's mine. Right. And that one, is Roots Chris, like, is, is it sold? It's like a public company? Shake Shack is a public company. I don't know about Roots Chris. But we don't know. We don't know. Is it Roots Chris or is it Steve's Chris? I think it's both. No, Roots Chris. Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Jersey. Boom. Baby Roots. Nice. Bang. Huge. Well, that's really funny you had that as uh, something you wanted to air. Now I'm going to have to think of that. And is that a joke before we get to that section again? But I can do it. This is why we're, we're, we're always cooking up. That's right. Do you got uh, you got you got some highlights this week? I sure do. I got a couple. 
Uh, one of my highlights was related to you, was you directly related to you. I, I really enjoyed your morning cup of jokes video on Instagram. Oh, thank you. It really, uh, the thing for me personally that distinguished it was that it was in the morning. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really funny. Great jokes. Great, uh, production. It was, it was fantastic. Did you like the studio audience that I reeled in? Yeah. Really good energy in the room. You could tell they were hot. I wonder, did, did Gmail warm up the crowd for you or did you do your own warm up? The Gmail, big news actually on the Gmail front. Um, I found Gmail's broken arm. <laughs> how is this not? You just buried the lead. How did, how, you did, how, where, how, and who? So, for reference to New Brazerbacks, Gmail, has Gmail been on the pod? I don't think Gmail's been on the pod. It's been in, in my comedy, in my videos on Instagram, at Lance Comedy. Uh, so, Gmail is a turtle that has one fin. Hey, it's Lance. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This is a rare edited input version thing of the pod. Uh, I just want to specify that Gmail is not, in fact, a real turtle. Gmail is a plastic turtle. When listening back, it appears that I own a turtle and its fin was cut off and I'm some sort of animal cruelty person. That is not the case. Gmail is a fake turtle. Just got to clear that up. Thank you, guys. And uh, let's get back to the app. The fin, the fin broke off, I think, when we moved at some point. And Jesse kind of um, built a Michael Rappaport with Gmail as, you know, he yeah. would come to the pod kitchen and, and say hi to Gmail. And Gmail is kind of standoffish to me. But Jesse and Gmail have a good connection. Um, <laughs> and Gmail was in Morning Cup of Jokes. And when I was moving around, I said, you know what? I wonder if the fin just dropped, like, behind the, uh, the shelf. And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, it was there. Unbelievable. The only problem now is that in order to fix it, we need crazy glue. Um, and because of coronavirus, you know, the doctors can't operate on Gmail. It's a non-essential surgery. Right, so we're going to have to wait until coronavirus is over for Gmail to get its, its surgery. Interesting. There's nothing else you got. Did you say last episode you have a lot, a lot of tahini? I still got the tahini. Well, honey, make sure throw, throw that on Gmail's arm. <laughs> I think that's animal cruelty. I'm not going to do that to Gmail. All right, that's fair. Uh, well, that's great to hear that you found Gmail's arm. Looking forward to him getting that surgery. The other highlight I have is uh, this is episode number 23, which is very uh, fitting. The Michael Jordan's Bulls documentary aired first episode on Sunday, The Last Dance. Did you watch that? I didn't think you would. I think you would like it. No. But I feel like me telling you that you would like it means you're not going to watch it. So, but <laughs> you know why I, I didn't watch it? Why? Because it's like the most es. It's it's like the most ESPN thing of all time, where they like create something and then they just talk about it for days on end. And I'm like, you made this. This is like a non. It's like non reality. It is. Um, it is the reality. It, it's like they. I hate. I hate when they like do things in their own ecosystem. Like they make like like on their website, they'll do like top fifty lists. And then they'll have some one of their personalities like debate like could you believe this person was snubbed and it's like you did that that was you so it feels a little bit too like that also I um, I like I liked being seven years old and experiencing that eight years old and um, I'm, I'm not interested in real it's going to be worse as an adult like so many things like an elementary it's an elementary school playground I don't know you love documentaries there's a lot of uh, footage and interviews well, interviews that have never done before a lot of inside behind the scenes footage that's really awesome um, it reminded me of there's a lot of behind the scenes of like with ball boys and stuff and it, the guy the rapper Common was apparently a ball boy for the Bulls and he was 
um, telling stories about his like experience with the Bulls and remind me I was a ball boy for the Nets uh, for one season, the New Jersey Nets. Uh, it was I, I enjoyed it. I think you would like it. There was you know the whole like dynamic with Jerry Kraft, the GM. Not really. And I do would enjoy that. It was, it's, it's unbelievable. He, Didn't he want it? I mean, w- was he the one that basically uh, broke up the team after it was over? Yeah, yeah. He like wanted to rebuild while they still were going after the sixth championship. And and and, and Michael Jordan said that he wasn't coming back unless Phil Jackson was coming back. And Jerry Cross was like, "Well, Phil Jackson's not coming back." He, he had like a little man complex. It was unbelievable. Very, it was well done. It made me also like have a lot of memories about being a ball boy, and I've been starting to like write and like about different moments. I've had, I had so many different moments as a ball boy that like I haven't really like written about. So it kind of opened up that a new box of of uh, balls for me to write. Box about. of bits. Box of bits. Bob. Always good when you find recipes. You know, find new recipes like buried underneath all the stuff. Yeah. There was one scene particularly that just like this ball boy asked Michael Jordan for an an autograph. It wasn't maybe a ball boy. It was this guy in France. And Michael Jordan just like stared at him. He's like, I'm not signing that right now. It's like the middle of something else. And I did that with Alan Iverson. He was like coming out of the tunnel. And I asked him to sign something. And he just like looked at me and was like, I'm not signing that. And it was the most <laughs> defeating thing. <laughs> I felt because I did, I had to do that a lot. Like, a lot of my friends asked me to get stuff signed to them. So it was like, I had to like push through a lot of like discomfort of asking these NBA guys for autographs. Yeah. I love that. It, it, was, it was sweet. That's huge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mine's kind of abstract because, you know, we're not going anywhere. It's hard to come up with. It's hard to come up with certain things, right? The highlight when it's sort of a, a same type of deal every week now yeah. in, quarant- in uh, quarantine and Kel. <laughs> but so each week for the past three weeks, uh, we've been cooking pizza. I've been sending you some of the pictures of, of the pizza. Delicious. And I, I, it's it's been a great sort of long-term experience that I appreciate that I've gotten to have that I wouldn't have had without quarantine Vogue. So the first, like the first time we made it, I was just focused on like not messing it up, like following directions, making sure it resembled kind of pizza. Right. Second time. All right. Got the ropes, got a little bit better, resembled pizza a lot more, tasted better. Um, and many thanks due to, and I sent you, I don't know, have you been watching Nick Whitmer's food videos? I watched the one that you sent me. I, I watched a couple of them. I watched the gyro one and I watched the yeah. pizza one. That gyro one is unreal. Yeah. He's a great chef. Yeah. He has this technique where he fries the dough in olive oil to like crispy it if you're not doing it in a brick oven. And that really helped the second time. Um, by the way, shout out to Nick Whitmer. He's got a, a Great YouTube cooking show called Hungry Wit. We should definitely have him on the pod when he uh, when we uh, when we're out of this. Absolutely, the guy's a legit chef. He's a comedy chef, right? Um, and but this time, you know, the third time, this was this past week. I felt like I had enough of the ropes. Like when I was eating it, I was like pissed off that it wasn't better. You know, when you get to a level yeah. of competence in something, and you're like, oh, well, this should be better, and maybe this is why. And I'm like trying to figure out how to get the crust crispier but also not burn the cheese. it's like it's really cool to get uh to like get some sort of competence in it yeah um and i'm grateful for that and i wouldn't have had that without quarantine absolutely the skill level. yeah it's cool developing like a, a skill like that and like Kate and i've been talking about this a lot and i, I don't know I've, i don't know if i don't remember if i mentioned this or not but like especially with cooking right we're in the kitchen like every single night so you're able to make connections that you wouldn't make if you're just throwing something together in two hours, just got to run to a show 
um, or not really focused on cooking or, you know, before quarantine, I would cook twice, three times a week and cook like big things that would last me several days type of thing. But now we're in the kitchen every single night. So end day. So it's like, you're making these connections that you wouldn't, uh, make otherwise and see the improvements. And it's really cool. Wow. That's emotional. When you were first just saying that, it made me think that you were doing, you were talking about comedy, but it's kind of the same thing. And that's why I, I miss that about comedy so much. It's the same thing. Yeah, I know. I really miss guy. I listened to that good rack by your dad. Yeah. The, um, the Mark Marin, uh, Sam Morrill pod. Great episode. My father and I both talk about and listen to Mark Maron a lot. Starting from his, his book. Have you ever read his first book? He's had a couple of books. But. Attempting Normal is the one I read. I read it like years ago. When I first started comedy, I was really into Mark Maron's pod. And that was the one it's like about, I think it's just, I, I, it kind of conflates the podcast and the book now, but I think it's about like how he, um, like like his, like with his second wife and how we kind of just left and, or it didn't work out. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, that episode is, is really good. And it made me really miss comedy kind of just talking about, yeah. talking about the comedy. First time I think my dad actually saw me perform was at East Hill comedy club and Mark Marin dropped in. Nice. Yeah. I've never seen him. I would love to see I've him. seen him a couple of times. He's, he's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. And Sam is one of my favorite comedians. Sam's amazing. He's, he's a top joke writer. He's a machine. And he kind of had my dream job. I'm sure it would be your dream, one of your dream jobs also. People talking sports? Yeah. A sports show on MSU where you interviewed me in sport? It was it was the best. It, it was actually my favorite show when it was on. I feel like me and you were probably the only ones who watched it. Yeah. I went to a live taping. Uh, Anthony DeVito posted on Facebook. Like, if anyone want to come, because they needed people to just be there to laugh. I tried to like finagle my way to like try to write for them. Yeah. It was a dream. Job. It was a great show, but I, yeah, it was. It pertained to four, <laughs> seven people. <laughs> I know. If you if you want to watch like it's like a funny comedy and also sports show. It's called People Talking Sports and other other stuff. Yeah, um, it's all there. It's all on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I watch them every now and then. It's so funny. It's what sports show should be. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we got it in our top nine. But before we got our top nine. We got a top three. This is our first top three. This is our first top three. Uh, so top Razorback. Matty Schneck uh, suggested or DM'd us and suggested to do a list of our top board games. Yeah. And I was gung-ho, and we don't want to let Matty down. Matty is maybe the top Razorback. Um, but we were thinking about board games, and I was like, I mean, I, I've played nine board games, but uh, – not for a long time. I don't own any board games right now. And doing te- doing nine, it wouldn't. I don't think it would sing. It wouldn't VJ sing for me. Yeah, I don't think we would. Be, we wouldn't be able to get as passionate, passion fruit about it, passion pit. I mean, we definitely played board games, like you said, but I don't think we would be able to get into the get into our, our usual top nines. We get into some battles. We get into some. We can get very specific. And board games, I think we've had our day with. We've had our day. Top three, I feel comfortable enough. Where there's these three games, I really like, and here's why. Nine felt like stretching it for me. Yeah. So let's do top three. You want me to go? Sure. All right. So number three, I got a dictionary. Okay. That's, I, I, I could have seen that coming. Not a big dictionary guy. Yeah. I haven't actually played dictionary in so long that I kind of forget the rules. But I remember it just being hard for me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you're bad at drawing, it's it's hard, and I'm really bad at drawing. So I always liked how pathetic my pictures were, um, and then trying to make people guess, and then you can be kind of be funny through it. And it was a nice like way to be funny, but also exercise kind of that skill. When do you get to draw anything? 
I don't. Right. I forgot. The, I forgot the other draw. Yeah. Yeah. I can't draw. Yeah. Tim. Tim McDraw. So that's my number three. Number two, I got Jenga. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh, chef's choice. That's a good one. Love me a Jenga. I just love. It feels like at any point you could sabotage the game and ruin it, but you're not gonna. And I love. I love. It's kind of like life. At any moment, it could just fall apart on you, and you gotta. You gotta kind of do the tenuous dance of keeping it, keeping it all afloat. I like putting the pressure on someone. That's a great moment where it's like it's probably gonna fall when you do it, but you somehow pull it off, and then all of a sudden the next person's screwed. Right. Right. Set people up. It's like a nice. It's like one of the best energy shifts in a in a board game. I feel like <laughs> I kind of I kind of love that. Um, and I also like the length. I gotta say, one of the reasons I think it's hard to play board games as an adult unless you're committing your time. I think probably one of the reasons we don't play is because you play at night and we're doing comedy, right? That's kind of the time you would play board game. Right. Last time I played, I wonder. I'm interested to know your take on it. Is there's a new craze? I don't know if it's new, but. At like these at like bars now, there's jumbo Jenga. Yeah, that that to me is like maybe you do one, but uh, it's annoying and distracting. Like a Pioneers Bar has that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, the people would be playing giant Jenga in the back of a comedy show. It's literally like oh. comic would be comic while that would Yeah, be. for the comedy show, it was I mean the worst thing. It was I mean kind of hilarious, <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, but, good joke. Yeah, so for number one, this is probably going to be controversial, but I got chess. You said chess? Yep. Wow. Wow. It's a board game. But see, in another life, there's two things that I would love to get really good at, but I don't think that I've had enough. Jesse's doing like a mustache with a pen, and it's very funny. Um, there's two things in life that I that, that I know of right now that I would love to like get really, really, really competent at, but just don't have the – I can't devote the time to it. One is surfing, and the other one is chess. I would love to be a great chess player. There's just the, the complexity of the game, I think, is fascinating. There's been phases. I've gone through phases. It's like once every three years where you just like get really into online chess and start playing all the time and be like, okay, this is when I'm going to get really good at chess. And then it never happens. Um, and I'm not that great at it, but I like the idea of being great at it. Um, one of my favorite places in New York City is the Chess Forum. Have you ever been there? The one around the corner from the Lantern? Yeah, it's in Greenwich Village. It's an old style, old chess store. They have these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful chess sets. Yeah, place is amazing. Like themed, like yeah, like historical chess sets, like design. They have like a Super Mario chess set. They have like Revolutionary War chess set, and they're they're really really nice chess sets. But then they also have like a school, and then you could also play in the back. You pay five dollars. It's five dollars an hour, and you play in the back. And um, it is one of the best places in New York. I hope it survives this. Yeah, that's like a place, right? That like legendary. Who knows if it if it'll survive it? Um, some of the best. If like if you want to hear about Israel Palestine conflicts, <laughs> go to the back of that chess store. It's it's great. Um, not only are you gonna play chess, but you're gonna get some great conversation with some, some great characters. I go there every time. Uh, actually, with Eric Seidel. Every time Eric Seidel comes to the city, we go to the, the chess forum. Wow. Seidel's a, a pretty big chess guy. I've never beat him. Wow. And he'll never show his cards. Wow. I I enjoy chess. I for My first apartment was near Union Square. And I one time went and played one of those guys, the guys that play chess near the subway Union Square. And those guys are all like savants. And he said, in order to play, he said, yeah, it's a $5 donation, which I like to. I yeah. got beat in three moves. Legitimately three moves. It was unbelievable. And the guy <laughs> didn't rub it in. He didn't like, 
it was three moves and I was done. I had to get up and leave. It was, I was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It's amazing. But I could see you. It'd be, it'd be funny. Like in like 20 years and like retired somewhere near the beach, surfing during the day, playing chess at night, just, just becoming an expert surfer and a unbelievable chess player. It'd be unbelievable. Sound pretty good. Tours. It'd be a good life. By the way, I, I realize I'm glistening. I'm sweating. I just uh, worked out. Sweet sauce. Before the pod. Did you? I didn't I, I didn't notice that you were... Are you, <laughs> are you glistening? Now I'm like kind of sweating a little. You said I was glistening at the beginning of the pod. Or you said I put on makeup. I did. I thought you, you're, you're kind of glowing. You, you just look beautiful. I think it's just that I'm like kind of sweating. It's also we're, we're cooking hot. We're cooking hot. It is the kitchen after all. Yeah. Um, all right. I got my three board games. These these might be controversial. I don't think you're gonna like them. I'm I'm sure you're not gonna love them. My number three is Guess Who. Love Guess Who. Oh, great! Wow. I was get, I was thinking about Guess Who. My only problem with Guess Who is if you play it too many times, then like you do you kind of already know who the person and if and if you play with the same people, you know the trick. Then you know who who it is. But yeah, big yeah. guess, big guess who fan? Yeah, it's a classic game. It's a mystery face game when you knock down the faces and you ask questions. One v one. It's a legendary game. Alfred. Oh my god, those characters! I'll never forget those faces. Those faces are like family. <laughs> I'm gonna invite those faces to my wedding. Yeah, actually, I gotta say, I only really remember Alfred. I don't know the names. I, I could see the faces in my head. That's the whole point of the yeah. game. Like you, they wanted you to have those faces in your brain. Yeah. Classic Guess Who. I haven't played that since probably the 60s. I haven't played it pre-Industrial Revolution. Yeah, definitely not. Because once the Industrial Revolution happened, we had to start going to the factory. Right. Those faces. It's different kind of faces. I wonder, actually, looking back, I don't know. Yeah. How diverse are those faces? I doubt diverse at all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do what we can do a, a new age, a new modern day Guess Who. Maybe. <laughs> all right. My number two is Battleship. I loved just, I love sinking ships, sinking ships, loose lips. That's not that saying, but I enjoy that game. I love targeting a fleet. I love saying, you sunk my battleship. Just calling out coordinates for strikes, going to war, but be a board game. And I like 1v1 games. I'm not a big like group board game guy overall. And I like battleship with 1v1, like you're going head to head battle to ship yeah so i've uh i've never played battleship in my life wow really i i know the movie with uh taylor kitsch Hal and kumar no battleship they made a movie it was like a big budget i think liam neeson was in it rihanna was in it oh yeah they did yeah i think it was a really bad movie that's how good it is the board game literally was made into a movie they should make a guess who movie i think they might have <laughs> really no they definitely didn't no they made a clue movie didn't they make a clue movie yeah i think so maybe they did that yeah yeah, so I can't comment on Battleship. I've never played it. You pretty, you pretty much just call out, like, you're, you, you've seen the setup. Yeah, I, I, I get the idea. But it's like, you know, like, if, like, you didn't have a game growing up and you just, like, never... Yeah, it wasn't in your life. Never never happened never happened for me. It wasn't in your bubble, your Battleship bubble. No. And my number one is Yahtzee. I love me some Yahtzee. I actually played Yahtzee few pre-corona with some friends. It's just a, a, it's a dice-rolling game get certain combinations you're trying to get points fun to yell yahtzee it's fun to throw dice uh andrew dice clay it's fun and that's what i'm all about fun i've never i've never played yahtzee either <laughs> wow that's unbelievable actually it's not unbelievable yahtzee's not that mainstream of a game that's fair i think you would like it i i missed it i say i think you would like it 
so you, then you'll probably never play it. Yeah, like the documentary and, and all things. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yahtzee. Yeah, yeah. When you win, you yell Yahtzee. Or actually, when you when you yeah. I know about the Yahtzee part. That's really all I know. <laughs> that's all you need to there's do. A, there's a die that you have to roll. There's a couple of dice. You just said that, though. Yeah. All right, board game. Top three. Our first top three ever. That was pretty good. If uh, if you got a top three, Romaine, let us know. Please. Maddie, hopefully, uh, hopefully we uh, came through. I personally apologize that uh, my board game zeal, my board game Todd zeal, wasn't as strong as I thought it was. I was like, oh, top nine board games, easy. And then I got into it, and it was I was struggling. Yeah, same here. Um, just because I haven't played in so long. Yeah, long John Silvers. Actually, board game uh, tidbit: my my cousin lost uh, like one of his not lost, but like he him and his, one of his best friends had such a big fight playing Monopoly one time that they stopped being friends. I love that. Unbelievable. That's great. All right. Well, with that, let's get into our, our top nine this week. This is another humongous top nine recommended by a top Razorback, the pod father, my papa, my, my padre. It is, you want to say it? So we got top nine bagel combinations, I'll say, right? Yeah. Top, yeah. Nine, top nine bagel combinations. We're big bagel guys, both of us. Uh, I actually love Bialis. I'm trying to be on the Bialy front because it's a dying food, but bagels are undisputable. Love a Bialy. I think I would these days. They're undisputed. They're like a Bialy. They're Shannon Sharp, and you like a Bialy more than a bagel. Yes, but Bialys are probably less. Uh, you have less access to Bialys or good Bialys. I know. I live right around the corner from what's supposedly the Bialy center of New York City, Kosars, but. In the, about five years ago now, they, they used to be a Bialy bakery. They're just baked Bialy's. Um, and now they kind of just turn into a bagel store and they have Bialy's, but like, nope, it's like a, it's like a, it's like they do it like just cause right, it, type thing. Right. It's almost, it's almost kind of sad to be honest, but they do have the Bialy's still. Uh, so I get them a lot. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. But that shows how far Bialy's have fallen. There's, they were, even five years ago, they were the center of Bialy's probably in the, Arguably, you could say in the Western Hemisphere or the world, even who knows. But like they were the Bialy place. Um, I actually have a book called The Bialy Eaters. Uh, I might have mentioned this on the pod, but it's uh, food critic Mimi Sheridan. She this was published in like the late nineties, and she traveled around the world um, to like learn about Bialy. She went to Bialy Sock Poland, where they were invented, um, and no one's making Bialys in Bialy Sock anymore because they were Jewish food, and you know the Holocaust. There's no Jews in, in Bialy Sock, right? Um, but they kind of dispersed all over the world. And that book, at least, there's, she kind of talks about like she she finds them. There's this guy in Israel. There's um, in Argentina. There's like a big Bialy contingent uh, to Australia. Oh. But she kind of paints Kosars as the center of Bialys, and it. It's kind of sad to see. I've always, again, another thing I've kind of wanted to do, and maybe I'll do in the quarantine, is um, learn how to bake Bialis. That is fantastic. That'd be- maybe that could be a, a braised bit side business. Yeah. Benny Og Bialy. That's good. That's that's the title. It's got to be the title. Got to be. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're doing bagel combinations recommended by me, Papa. Let's jump into it. Yeah. So I'm going to say I got, so for mine, I have nine different, bagels and all different toppings so I've, i haven't repeated i don't I have no repeats on bagels or toppings that is unbelievable inconceivable i didn't know there was nine different kinds of bagels i will say I, I have repeats i wanted to show you up you sure did um but i think the quality we'll, we'll, we'll see quality over quantity over danny agbiali yeah we'll see if, it, if it's substance over style yeah you want to do the old, the old whack over special three three three? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so number nine, 
I got the St. Patrick's Day Green Bagel. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't had one in years, but I just loved I remember being a kid and being like, oh, this is amazing. What is this, like, fascinating Green Bagel? And I, I love that out of any holiday or anything, St. Patrick's Day is the one that gets the, the Green Bagel. I love it. I'm so surprised that you get thrown into this, into the a bagel being dyed green, into because of a how I, I'm. I thought you'd be all against it. That's the, that's the thing. I found it out. I like I first experienced it as a kid before I knew about the bagel being dyed. So to me, it was a magical thing. How did they make these green bagels? It blew my mind. So that magic, even when I found out that it was dyed, it didn't matter because my first experience was like. How did they possibly make this bagel green? This is amazing. Wow. So because of that, I always respect the St. Patrick's Day green bagel. And I, I'm not going to lie. I get it. Uh, actually, I haven't probably had it in a long time. But <laughs> I, I would get it. <laughs> and did you say what, you, what you're putting on it? Uh, I'm just going to say the bagel. I just have the bagel as the bagel. Just because it's such an, it's a novelty. Wow. Wow. So, so the topping for this one is interchangeable. Just because okay. the high, the, Yeah. That is, I would have never have picked that you would pick a holiday themed bagel that is dyed green. Do you like? Are, do, you, do you eat green eggs and ham? Like, do you eat like the green eggs? I would. I hate green. It's not lettuce, or if it's, and it's not like a vegetable. Don't give me a green bagel. What about the green, like Peruvian green sauce? I love that. I love like if it's supposed to be green, I, I love me some green. I like smoking green. What about the big green? Me, I, I like, I like, I like the big green. I like Mean Joe green, but that's the second Mean Joe green reference in the pod. I, it won't be the last one. Say that much. <laughs> All right, I got an egg bagel with butter. Love that. Love that. Now you just bounce back. Huge. So this is my only butter on the top nine i think butter is an inferior bagel topping to be honest i think it is um it, it's like i'm a really against toasting bagels in general what is your stance uh i'm against it if the bagels if you're getting a fresh bagel that's coming out hot i'm against it but if you're having a bagel that you got yesterday or if it's frozen obviously that's the thing yeah yeah so if it's like a store-bought bagel it's not gonna be good it just indicates that the bagel's of inferior quality so if you're having a toasted bagel you're losing already is kind of my stance Almost, yeah the best best possible version of a bagel is fresh out of the oven or been sitting for a while and it's like fluffy and still a little warm yeah i mean there's a million things for you to knock the blasio on but I think the worst of all of them is um, it was like National Bagel Day a few months ago, and he said his favorite bagel uh, from the Bagel Hole in Park Slope, which is a good bagel store. But that he it was like I forget the type, but that it toasted. Uh, it's like are you are you out of your mind? Yeah, but it's, I mean sometimes you have to get it toasted. I feel like it's rare, not rare, but he's getting a fresh bagel toasted. Oh no, yeah, that 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 one, that's terrible. I mean, to me, if anything, that shows that shows he's not fit to run New York right. City. <laughs> Let alone the country. Imagine him running the country, toasting bagels, running for president. Pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, but the egg, I think the best butter bagel is an egg bagel. I think the egg and the butter work nicely. I enjoy an egg bagel butter, but I'll say my, um, I'll just wait for my number nine to retort. Um, and then number seven, actually, this is the only toasted one I've got in the whole thing a pizza bagel. Wow. Love that. Pizza bagels on my list. Pizza bagel is really strong, um, and it is better toasted than not toasted because then the crust is too like yeah. weirdly like soggy. Yeah. I guess is, is the word. Um, one time, I get ripped to this day. Um, there's this tradition that uh, I might have mentioned this on the pod. But there's this tradition that Cal Ripken. Cal, Cal Rip, I got Cal Ripken. Um, 
some family friends the day after Thanksgiving every year, we play uh, bocce uh, at in the um, I guess the field of a high school that's by us. And then we used to go to a diner. Now we go to this place called Anthony's Coal Fired Grill. It's like an Italian chain. It's good. I think it's really good. But we used to go to a diner. And the first year we did this, I ordered a pizza bagel because it's what I wanted. I thought it was a solid order. I wasn't super hungry. I didn't know we were going to the diner. And so I got this pizza bagel. And to this day, I got ripped to shreds that I ordered a pizza bagel. And I, I'm gonna, I stand by it. I think it's a, it's a solid order. That's amazing. I have a great order. I mean, you should be getting ripped for it because it's kind of funny and like I've never heard of ordering a pizza bagel at a diner. But I don't. I'm not I'm not gonna knock you for it. But that's, that's an unbelievable. Like I can imagine you ordering that like at a left field at a diner and just losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, everyone lost their mind. Everyone was getting like omelets, uh, maybe a burger. Yeah, I, I went there with pizza bagel. Right, and you can't say no to it because it's like I mean, you had sauce and cheese back there and bagels, right? Throw it all together for me. One thing about a pizza bagel, I don't mind this. It does show that it was like kind of mailed in, but when you could just see the one slice of cheese, that's like tough. the single cheese that's like not even totally melted into the bagel, I kind of yeah. respect that because it shows like the kitschy almost nature of the pizza bagel. So. <laughs> Love that. Very strong. Um, all right. My, my number nine is sesame bagel toasted with butter. Solid. It is also my only butter on the list. And, um, I feel like I, I definitely agree if you're getting a bagel that is fresh and like from a bagel store, like it doesn't need to be toasted, but if you're getting, a, you can't have butter on a bagel and it'd be a cold bagel. It's gotta be either toasted or fresh out of the oven. Gotta have that melted butter taste. Yeah, I feel like sesame is my personal favorite combination with butter. It's got that like aftertaste, little sesame bite to it, which I really enjoy. And sesame, I feel like is the best toasted bagel overall because the sesame flavors are enhanced when it's toasty. That's a good point. One thing I do like about sesame seeds in general is like you eat them, but then you get to eat them again. Right when it's stuck in your teeth, save them for later. Exactly. So it's like a double, and then you bite into it, and you get like the outside of the seed, but then you get the seed. Which is cool. Exactly. It's a seeded in, in motion. You can watch Sesame Street. It's a number one seed. Number one seed. Sesame Street's the number one street. That's true. That's a good point about if you're toasting, butter is butter is might butter might be enhanced by toasting. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's honestly making me rethink but the question is then, is butter being enhanced by the toasting superior than a bagel being fresh? I'm not sure. I think the bagel being fresh is better, but I think it, it's uh, it's uh, I'm not. It's up to debate. I think. Right. I mean, ideally, you're getting a bagel that's so fresh that that it can melt the butter. That's like the best case scenario. It's very, it's very rare to get that. But I'm saying I actually do think the butter and the crunch. I think actually toasting. I think toasting makes butter better as a topping. Doesn't improve it. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So then the butter is worse, even though the bagel's fresh. But I think a fresh bagel supersedes the butter being enhanced by toasting. Interesting. It's a tough debate. It's a, it's a tough debate. The butter face. Um, okay, my number eight is a thin raisin bagel, not toasted, with Philadelphia cream cheese. Plain Philadelphia, plain West Philadelphia born and raised cream cheese. I think cinnamon raisin bagel is definitely in my top bagels overall. It's going to be going to see it again down my list. It's sweet. It's tasty. It doesn't overtake the bagel taste. A couple of raisins in there. It's not like, it's not like raisin brand. Not getting a raisin every bite, and then combo that with a, a like a fresh cream cheese on a cinnamon raisin. It's like a, it's like a treat. It's a, is it a dessert? No, it's a bagel, and I, just, I I I think it's one of the most classic combinations uh, of all time. 
I find it disappointing that Cinnamon Raisin is uh, one of your top, if not the top bagel. Very disappointing. Really? I'll tell you why. Because the Cinnamon Raisin bagel, it's like a, it's like a neighbor who doesn't participate in the block party. Because um, you have the Cinnamon Raisin bagel. It's doing fine. It's doing great. And then all of a sudden you get a raisin. And the raisin doesn't want to interact with the rest. That's like the rest of the bagel. It's just, it's just by itself. It's like pungent and powerful, but it's not melting in. It's just, it's just stubbornly couched in its own place. And it's a completely different experience than the rest of the bagel. I mean, if, if you're comparing, if you're having, I mean, this is, this is why just raisins in things aren't a good idea. Have you ever had an oatmeal cookie and you thought it was chocolate chips and then you got raisins? Yeah, but I also like oatmeal raisin cookies. So I'll get that on purpose. Yeah, I like chocolate chips more. I'm not getting a chocolate chip bagel and being like, oh, this is a, I'm not getting a, a cinnamon raisin bagel thinking it's chocolate chip. I'm just saying raisins in things. It's bad news. I know, I know, I, I understand that I, it's, uh, that there's a debate here. This is just my side of the debate. I'm not saying that you're crazy. I just think, because enough people clearly like cinnamon raisin bagels. They wouldn't be around. You're calling me crazy. You're <laughs> calling me crazy. Uh, I wouldn't. There, there's enough people who clearly like cinnamon raisin that it's still being sold and it's popular. I just think it's uh, it's absurd. The combination with cream cheese. You're saying on the block party, the raisins are hanging out in the corner. Throw it. Throw a cinnamon raisin bagel with some cream cheese. The raisin and the cream cheese. It's it's fantastic. It's like uh, it's like a neighborhood. It's like um, I don't know. It's it, it's just it's just not interested in, in being part of the community. I think you're not you're not giving the raisin a fair shot. I think you're being racist toward raisins. <laughs> Maybe. You're being racist. Raisins. Maybe. All right. My number seven is pizza bagel. Love a pizza bagel. Nice. That's double number seven. Yeah. Was it, was it your number seven also? Fantastic. We're really grooving. It was. Bagel Bob's. I don't know if you ever had a Bagel Bob's on 10th University. There's a couple of them, I think. One on 10th University. I've had Bagel Bob's. Yeah. They're known for, they have amazing pizza bagel. Really good. I mean, it's not anything special, not hard to make, but they make it really good. Um, I also love bagel bites. I don't think you mentioned, I love, I love, I love a bagel bite, a mini bagel bite, crispy in the oven. It's a great use of, of bagel. Love a bagel. Bagel bites are amongst the top food. I actually didn't even think about it. I, I don't even almost consider them bagels. They're more like appetizer snacks. Right. They're a little, little popping. I will say about Bagel Bob's is a few months ago, I went in there at like 4 p.m. to get a coffee. And it was good. Nice. The one at 10th and University. You're saying that it, it, it was surprising that it was good because it was full late? Well, yeah, I think they closed. I don't remember when they closed, but it was like clear, no one was in there and it seemed like they mailed it in for the day. And when you get coffee at 4 p.m., I don't know if you're at 4 p.m. getting coffee at places, but usually it's been in the pot for a long time and it's kind of stale. Right, right, right. This Absolutely. this was strong, though. Yeah, Bagel Bob's good. It's a, it's a small enough place that I feel like that they have... They care. They still care. Yeah, they keep track of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So number six, I have got uh, whole wheat with egg, cheese, and I think you might like this, uh, Taylor ham. Love that. Gotta love that. So out of all... we, I, I talked about how I think egg and cheese on a bagel is an overrated move. And I'll still stand by it. it bagels are more for... Um, bagel type toppings which are my one through five but uh, uh, not gonna i mean obviously egg and cheese on a bagel is good but it's not the default you gotta get an egg and cheese type thing on a roll a roll is for the egg and cheese this i mean this is an old this is a classic braised bits argument this, this, this is this is like we're gonna tell our kids about this argument i wholeheartedly disagree i mean you're gonna see the rest of my list 
why I do. But I, I but I, I will say that if you're getting the egg and cheese on a bagel, if you're talking about the toppings, avocado I like. But I like the combination of Taylor ham. Taylor ham, I think, is probably actually the most superior out of all of the like bacon, sausage, ham type things. And uh, I think the whole wheat is a nice little middling. It's like, oh, well, it's not, maybe not the healthiest way to start the day, but I have a whole wheat bagel, so it's okay. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a guilt-free type thing. <laughs> and Taylor ham is delicious. I don't know why it's not more places. I talked about this deli. There's this deli whenever Kate's aunts have this house um, on the down the shore. That's what you guys say, right? Down the shore. Yeah. Um, and this deli Bing's has amazing uh, breakfast sandwiches, and Taylor ham is the the way to go. Love that. It's well, maybe my favorite sandwich, breakfast sandwich. It's delicious. Wow, and, if, and that's still your number six. If, if it's, and it's your favorite breakfast sandwich. Well, I get it on a roll. <laughs> So you're saying you don't think it would be your favorite? I'm just saying in this case, I have to get another bagel. I, that is unbelievable. It's better on a roll than a bagel. I feel like anything on a, outside of like an Italian hero. I think it's tough to eat. It's a, it's tough to eat on a bagel. It's like falling off. You try to try to eat like something with like it's all everything's falling out of place. It's also like let the bagel. It's 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 overshadowing the bagel, but the bagel's also trying to be the star it just doesn't really totally work out scoop out that bagel are you big are you do you scoop out bagel uh never I'll, that's the best part no way yeah you, you get a it's it's why it's like a biali is, is nice because it gets crispy you scoop out a bagel and you toast it up if, if it's not a fresh bagel and, and you scoop it out and then you toast it it gets nice and crispy it might change your take on these sandwiches i'm not gonna no scoop for me scooped out scoop du jour um number five i got Turkey, Swiss, and mustard on a garlic bagel. Wow. Our lists are very similar. As much as I'm against breakfast sandwiches on a bagel, big fan of lunch-type sandwiches on a bagel. I think it's a nice treat, and I think that the bagel nicely complements the ambition of, of the meat. So I love, like, turkey kind of stacked kind of high, Swiss, and mustard. I think it's just, like, a nice, great combo. The bagel puts it all together. And then I think a garlic bagel specifically, it's kind of like garlic with everything else on top of it. So I think it's it's a nice compliment. I love that. Absolutely love that. I've got a similar one coming up. I will say out of all the things that I've mentioned so far, I'm pretty hungry. I haven't eaten in a while. And I, upon saying that, I've got so hungry. <laughs> like I, I, want, I want nothing more than that yeah. right now. That, and that, you can have that really at any meal of the day. I mean, mo- most likely lunch or dinner. You're not going to have a turkey switch for breakfast, but you could. Maybe you should. Yeah. Number four, I got pumpernickel with tuna salad. <laughs> Jesse put his head down in dismay. Uh, I'm a tuna. I'm a. I've come around on tuna salad for the first maybe twenty three, twenty four years of my life. I thought it was disgusting, and as I've gotten older, you know, I'm becoming an old Jewish man, and I every now and then, and actually right now as I'm talking about it, I crave tuna salad. And what better uh-huh. thing to have it on than a bagel? What better? Bagel to have it on that a pumpernickel bagel really kind of brings out makes the tuna salad sing. I am getting I am getting physically nauseous as you described. As you the more you say tuna, I'm I'm getting nauseous. The smell, the texture, the way it looks, the this the name tuna fish, tuna salad, it makes me want to jump out of my skin. I hate when the person before me at a deli or a bagel shop orders it, so I'm scared that they're not going to clean the knife. I'm scared when it, I see it in the counter and I see something next to it. I'm not going to order whatever is next to it. Tuna fish is a plague. Tuna fish is corona. 
Shame on you, Lance, and shame on everything about tuna fish. I'm not worried. I, uh, you're going to come around. In like three years, you're going to be like, hey, Lance, I reconsidered. My taste buds matured. I'm an adult Jewish man, and I love tuna salad. You'll be over the moon with the tuna. Bill Parcells. The big tuna. It was, it was, it's a well-known thing in my family that I'm like, that's my number one thing I hate and number one thing I, I fear is tuna fish. At summer camp, my older cousin was a counselor, and at, at, in a dining hall at our table was like uh, long benches. I went to the bathroom and came back, and there was tuna fish on my feet. And I've never been more traumatized in my life. Too much tuna? Way too much tuna. Uh, similar funny thing, uh, Matt Birnbaum, a friend of mine, uh, did this to me in seventh grade, but instead of tuna, it was flan. <laughs> How the hell did he get flan? I don't know, but now I, I've, I've refused to eat flan because of that. But honestly, if someone gave me flan right now, I'd have it. But I don't think I've ever had it because I would like refuse to eat it because of that incident. Flan, like the dessert, I'm thinking it's different than creme brulee, right? It's flan the inside of creme brulee. It's uh, no, it's like a um, it's like a. Uh, Mexican uh, like pudding maybe let's see flan a caramel custard egg pudding caramel pudding creme caramel yeah yeah it does sound delicious maybe you maybe you come around on flan yeah flan solo nice that's pretty good was that that was your number flan's Christian Anderson nice flan Zimmer he's always he's he's big you go with big on the podcast yeah so that was my number four pumpernickel with tuna salad you're welcome. All right. Well, it's good trans- good transition for pumpernickel. My number six is pumpernickel bagel with turkey Swiss mustard. Delicious. Going back to the old turkey. I love. Oh my god, I'm so hungry. Yeah, making your mouth wet. Uh, I love turkey Swiss on a bagel. Love mustard, and I think pumpernickel is the best bagel in my opinion because it's got that like sweet and sour that complements mustard and turkey and Swiss. Yeah, it's a classic. You could have it pretty much any meal. It's satisfying. Everything you said. I think it's the best cold cuts you could put on a bag. And it's my only pumpernickel on the list. But I think pumpernickel is one of the most underrated bagels. And I feel like... I think so, too. I think it might be the most underrated. Yeah. It's it's just hard to pick pumpernickel over other bagels. But, like, it doesn't get a fair shot. No, it holds its own. But it's got, like... It's like like the Mike Birbiglia of bagels. It has like it's wow. It has its it's it's doing well. It has its strong oil following. People are going to follow it wherever it goes, but it doesn't have the mass appeal of an everything bagel. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Speaking of Mike Bigley, I was watching him. It's probably the best version of like an Instagram live I've ever seen. Him and John Mulaney went on Instagram live and just like uh, pitching jokes at each other. It was amazing. Nice. Um, yeah. All right. My number five is. Everything bagel, scooped out, toasted, if it's not fresh, with Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. I think the scooped out is very important here because it makes the bagel extra crispy and enhances the Taylor ham, egg, and cheese combo. I think I'm a big fan of egg and cheese um, on a bagel. And it's not my number my, – my number one – Spoiler alert is egg and cheese with another topping. You can probably guess what it is. I'm not going to let you guess because I don't want to spoil it. But Taylor Ham is unbelievable. Like you said, it's just it's, it's one of the best breakfast meats. And I think it goes really well on everything bagel. I mean, that, that sounds good. I, I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll have it. I'm not going to deny it. But I think you just kind of proved my point with the scooped out bagel. You're, it's not really a bagel. You're desecrating the bagel. So 
you're you're kind of making the bagel fit the egg and cheese and Taylor ham rather than letting the bagel shine. You're kind of putting it into this. Um, it's like, it's like if a bagel wants to do, wants to do theater or art and you're like, no, you got to do finance. That's kind of what you're saying to the bagel. I think the bagel is good enough that it can, it knows that it can compromise some of its insides to make room for this Taylor ham egg and cheese, which is, it's like a, it's like a, a role player. The everything bagel knows that it's the star player. You scoop out some of some of it; it's still going to shine. But you're letting a role player like Taylor Hennig and Cheese come in, do its do its job, and still enter championships. Yeah, but why wouldn't the everything bagel want to go on a team where every like everyone is good enough, where everyone every part of everyone could be maximized? At some in some at some level, it's a, it's a compromise. And why compromise? Yeah, you got to compromise. All right. Um, Coming in at number four, another one of your favorite bagels, cinnamon raisin. This is a, this is actually an interesting interesting bagel. I'm doing this is a, this is one you get like six bagels from a bagel shop and you slice them up and you and you do combinations. So I'm, I, which I'm not sure you do, but I sometimes do a I'll do a different bagel for top and bottom. So this one is a cinnamon raisin top with a salted bottom with both with toasted with melted burnt American cheese. This is my mom's specialty. Wait, so you're saying you're saying you do a cinnamon raisin top, and a, but not at a bagel store. No, you're getting the bagels from the store, taking it home. Okay, slicing them up and changing the tops to bottoms with melted, and then you're toasting in burnt American cheese. Uh, it's it's just it's it's so good. It's, 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 it sounds good. It sounds delicious. Um, I, I, my sort of, um, way I was going about this in my head, I didn't, I didn't, um, uh, factor in the possibility of having a bunch of bagels and taking it home, but that does sound good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I, I've been doing that before this whole thing. I went and I got like a bunch of bagels and I froze a bunch. So I've been changing up combos. I did that in the very beginning. I got a bunch of bagels and then I had, but then they got like, they just weren't that great after two or three days. You had to freeze them. I know. I can't do that to a bagel, Mr. Freeze. It's like a, it's like a, t- a tease to freeze, and I don't want to. I got I got to appease. So American cheese is not bad though on a frozen bagel. That was my number four. True. What's your number three through one? My number three is an everything bagel with scallion cream cheese. Nice. I think scallion cream cheese is the top cream cheese. I think of all the cream cheeses. I disagree, but I, I think it's very good. What would you say? My top cream cheese is my number three is the olive cream cheese. I love an olive cream cheese, yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. I, I think with the olive is you're just not getting, like, either give me a whole, give me give me liberty or give me death. Give me the full olive or give me nothing. I don't want this, like, weird piece of an olive. It's like, it's... You want a full olive in the cream cheese with the pit? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I, I If I get a taste of an olive, I want the whole thing. I don't want, I don't want this little whatever it is of, of the olive. <laughs> I want more, I want more, but then you can't have a whole olive and cream cheese. That's absurd. So too much, all or nothing. But you, you're fine with a little piece of scallion in your cream cheese. Oh yeah, I enjoy scallion cream cheese, it, it, and scallions definitely like they have a strong enough flavor where you're not like oh, I wish I had more scallion. And I I do agree with the sentiment that olive cream cheese it makes me wanting more olive. Exactly. But I I love the saltiness and the texture of an olive. Big olive guy overall. My number three is salted bagel with olive cream cheese. It's, just, it's a salt overload. I, I respect that. It's for a, a, a certain situation, but it really um, comes through in that situation. 
Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I just think scallion cream cheese, top cream cheese, everything bagel is the best with the cream cheese because you get the crunch on the outside and all the nice uh, different everythings complement the scallion cream cheese. Right, absolutely. Number two, I got sesame with uh, cream cheese, lox, and capers. It's just a classic. Love lox, love smoked salmon. I've been actually getting one of the things they this week – they weren't open when I went, but in Essex Street Market, uh, Nordic Preserves is a um, – it's like a smoked fish doll, and they have lox, and I get it a, a lot. A lot? And it, a lox, and it's one of the things that I look forward to during quarantine. Last week they were closed, but um, hopefully they'll be open this week. Um, and they actually have this – they have all these different varieties. I only get a few because it's $9 a quarter pound, which I think is, is pretty good for lox. In New York City. I have no idea. Like fresh, good quality locks. Russ and Daughters is like 13 a pound or something, a quarter pound. But yeah, we'll get we'll get like half a pound and it'll last us like a few different times. It's like it's like a it's like a, a luxury, I guess I, I enjoy. A luxury. Lox is just one of the best foods on the planet. And with the bagel and cream cheese, you can't beat it. I love capers. I think capers, as you're talking about the salt, just give me those capers and perfect it's like that's what should be like and i'll like if you put a caper into cream in cream cheese it's like i don't want more of the any more of that caper that's enough see i'm i'm I'll say my number two it's very similar three through one i feel like very similar i don't know number one my number two is garlic and onion bagel with olive cream cheese belly locks capers onions more stuff yeah uh it's, a, it's a, more more salt I can do capers and olive cream cheese it's, it's with belly locks, which is like the salty. Locks. I know that's 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 wild that you belly locks. I feel like is the locks that people <laughs> don't like because it's like it is really salty. I feel like sometimes I love it. I love the salt. Getting my belly locks. Salt bay. <laughs> so I love salt bay. Yeah, my belly. I read some. I think maybe it was like a Sunday routine. First time Sunday routines. Yeah, I love it. It's like one of my favorite things. I think I think it was that. I, I read some sort of profile on Salt Band. I was pretty sure it was that. Like he like works like eighteen hours a day, and then like works out three times a day, and slept like five hours. It was it was nuts. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that one. I had so much more respect, so much more respect for Salt Bay after reading that. I was like, all this guy does is work out and works at this restaurant, and is Salt Bay, and is like a celebrity, and sleeps four hours a day. It's like this guy might die tomorrow, but he's nuts. Unbelievable. He's an icon. Yeah. And then, so my, yeah, so love ses- sesame with cream cheese, lox, and capers. I think sesame, as we've talked about, I think it's a nice compliment to the lox and cream cheese because it's not going to overshadow it, but it's going to, it's going to establish its presence. This could hold its own. Yeah. But- and then my number one is a plain bagel. Yeah. Just a plain bagel. What do you mean? <laughs> just a plain bagel, nothing on it, just biting into that bagel. I think that's how you can tell a quality bagel. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love eating bagels just like as they are. You're going to get a plain bagel. When's the last time you got a plain bagel and just ate it for nothing? Uh, a few weeks ago. Seriously? In, in the beginning of course. I get it all, all the time. Love it. What are you talking about? For breakfast, uh, this was maybe a few years ago, like every day, um, there was this place, I forget what it's called, it's in the financial district, but I would just get a plain bagel Every morning, that would be my breakfast. Oh, I know it sounds say, like it sounds crazy. You have the option. It sounds like <laughs> you have an option to get, have butter, have cream cheese, have any topping, and you're choosing your number one choice 
is to have a plain bagel. There's there's nothing better than a high quality plain bagel, fresh out the oven, no frills. Just is let it. Can, are you a bagel or are you not? Show me right now. Throw some butter on that. It, it makes it. It enhances everything about it. I actually like also biting into a full bagel better than cutting it up. It is such a better, more fulfilling experience. I can agree. I haven't done that probably since I was like three years old, which I I wish I have. The thing is, is that in order for this to reap the rewards, you need a fresh bagel that's of good quality. But when you get that, there's nothing better. I can't believe this. I, I I can't believe this, but it's almost like I should have seen this coming. It's almost it's like it's too on a plane. Your number one is a plane, and the list is is combinations. My number one bagel is the bagel. Unbelievable! Actually, it's it's just craziness, man. It's, I mean, let this bagel shine. I, I have no words. My number one is an everything bagel toasted with burnt, extra burnt bacon, crispy fried egg. And melty American cheese. I would, I would, if they got into a boxing match, specifically from Thompson Square, Square Bagels, if, if that bagel got into a boxing match with a plain bagel, your plain bagel would throw in the towel in the first 10 seconds. It would poop, poop its bagel pants. It would go home to its bagel mama and it, and it would be considered a mini bagel for the rest of its life. <laughs> it's uh, seven o'clock. Nice. Shout out to all the healthcare yeah. workers. Support, support the healthcare right. workers. Get them bagels that have toppings and things that are not plain. Um, so to your point of that, the if they fought, a plain bagel would throw them towel the first round. The bacon, egg, and cheese bagel would get disqualified for not being kosher. <laughs> We're playing by kosher rules? Playing kosher boxing rules? It's, yeah, it's, it's run by the Bagels Baker Union. <laughs> Well, if they got a rematch and the rules were uh, non-kosher, my bacon, egg, and cheese bagel would just whoop on your plain bagel any day of the week. I don't know about that. Maybe we'll, we'll set it up. Unbelievable. Let us know, Bridgebacks, what you think of Lance's number one bagel combination being a plain bagel. I would love to hear people's feedback. <laughs> I knew, I knew it would yeah. be controversial, but I'm, I'm confidently standing by it. Unreal. Next time, when this is all done... We're gonna have we're gonna go out for bagels and you're gonna I'm gonna get a bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel scooped out and you have to get a plain bagel. Just nothing. Sure. And you're gonna be so mad. I love it. This is like you this is like you getting a pizza bagel at a diner. Your my mind is like in pieces right now. Hey, you know, sometimes you gotta be a little bit different to be great, and that's what the plain bagel with nothing on it is doing. No, it's not doing anything different. It's the most plain thing of all time. You know, in soccer, when you take a penalty shot and everyone expects you to go like to the right or to the left, and then you just kick it straight. Sometimes that's the, the easiest way. This is you not even kicking the ball. This is you being like, I'm not shooting it because I, I don't want I, – I think the ball is good right where it is. I don't think so. But with that, let's get to our advertisements. You got any advertisements this week, Jesse? I sure, I sure do. Uh, this is one of our big advertisers that is actually a repeat advertiser. Here we go. Uh, do you like cake? Do you like ice cream? <laughs> do you like car? Do you like Vell? And you're going to love Carvel ice cream cake. All Razorbacks get their birthday ice cream cake for free. Soft serve ice cream is the same as the ice cream in the ice cream cake. Go to any Carvel storefront, just tell them Lance sent you. And you get a free birthday ice cream cake on your birthday for all Razorbacks. I still haven't seen that one in the spreadsheet, but I'm sure that'll be put in soon. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so we got a new one this week uh, on my end. I don't know if you saw this come through. Uh, we got Totify Premium. I did see this one, actually. Yeah, so Totify Premium, tired of listening to ads? Well, with Totify Premium, you no longer have to. Listen to the sensuous sounds of tater tots frying anywhere you'd like, ad-free. No matter what you're into, whether it's extra crispy, overloaded with ketchup, or mashed up like some sort of freak, Totify Premium is here for you. With Totify Premium, we'll even throw in that weird pitchfork-like stick that you could use to impale those sensuous Francesco Totties and game-changing JJ Tots. So, what are you waiting for? Don't get burned and sign up for Totify Premium today. Nice. Great, great supporter of the pod. Support Totify. Yeah, Totify Premium. New, we're glad to have you on board. Top deal. Love those tots. Very strong. So, is that a joke? Want to jump in? Yeah. So my was that a joke? Uh, you know, for the number one bagel, how I had a plain bagel with nothing on it. Is that a joke? That was not a joke. Sticking by it. It's serious. <laughs> that was not a joke. That was gonna. That was gonna be. Was that is that a joke? So it's not a joke. My original is that a joke? Was Shake Shack considering themselves small business and then giving? I was like, is that a joke? Which I guess they realized was a joke and then they gave back their small business loan. And then the other that a joke or we, we actually didn't um, mention your sister gave some feedback about the Alaska, the baked Alaskan that it was originated baked Alaskan dessert, that it was originated at Delmonico's Delmonico's, which um, it's still around. It's considered the oldest restaurant in New York city. Uh, 1830s, I think. Right. They, uh, yeah. So they claim that they invented it. And there was something which I didn't write down, but because, oh, here we go. Because they're the oldest restaurant, or like and they're, they had had this thing that they're known as the oldest restaurant. I feel like they are. They've taken credit for so many things. I looked up. They also took credit for inventing eggs Benedict. Oh yeah. So I feel like I think also like a lot. Also lobster new burger. I think I don't even know what that is, but I feel like they also it, claim to invent that too. Yeah. So I guess that's just my exact joke. It's like if you're the first restaurant. Did you just invent all the, like, did, can you just say you invented a cheeseburger? They invented, like, ice water? Right. They're, I mean, they're the first restaurant. No one else has done it before them. So I guess they, they invented the menu? They invented the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's, that's that. That's interesting. That's a good point, though. So you're saying it's a little disingenuous of them? A little bit. Just because it, it, I remember I first heard it when you said your sister said that they invented baked Alaska. Baked Alaskan? Baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. You don't even know the name. It's your dessert. Baked Alaska. And then I saw somewhere that they invented Eggs Benedict. I was like, well, you can't invent all these things. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they had like a um, Thomas Edison was their chef. Maybe. But it's pretty impressive that they're still around. Definitely, I hope they survived this. Yeah. I feel like they, I mean, who knows? But I feel like they're like a popular restaurant. I thought about going there before. It's expensive. Yeah, never been there. My sister, my sister used to live like around the corner, so I know she's been there, um, and she said it was really good and that we should go. Nice. That'd be good. That'd be a great experience. Yeah. So that's that. That's good. Uh, for my QAB, I got. Did you see that um, picture that Cuo, uh, the Cuomo Dragon, Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, tweeted of his family eating Sunday dinner? I did. I thought it was QAB because. I was looking at it's like so it's Cuomo the Komodo dragon and what his daughters and like uh, there's like a guy in it boyfriend whatever right it's like yep, yep. yeah um, so there's five people in the picture number one it looks like one of those pictures that people take at work where they're like forced to smile but you could also read their like despair exactly 
Absolutely. It looked like that. Look at that a little bit. But the most thing that was QAB to me is that I couldn't tell if the, it was a it was a big table and they were sitting pretty far apart. But I couldn't. It seemed like they were all like five feet apart. <laughs> they were pretty distant apart. You know what I mean? Like they were too far apart. They were like it didn't seem like they were far apart enough to be social distancing. But they they were too far apart for like a normal comfortable dinner. Exactly. And it, it, did you notice that they had like just it was a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs? Like there was, was I didn't one- even get. I didn't even. I didn't even get to the food because I was so like uh, concerned about like. Are these people all like miserable or like like is Trump holding them hostage? Um, and then I was like, Are you social distancing or are you not? Right. The table itself, I think, is, is just so huge. Remind me of the uh, you ever watch Gilmore Girls? No, but I've heard it's very good. One of my favorite shows is when Rory will go to her grandparents' house and eat dinner, and they have like a huge like mansion, and they, and they eat at this huge table, and they're being served. It was like this, they're just like in this huge dining room, and then they, they're like just. It's a huge table, so they're like distancing themselves. Yeah, it's like a, a, impersonal, right? And I, I get it because it's coronavirus, but it also didn't seem like it was far enough away for it to be. No, it, yeah, it looked very yeah. weird. And it, just the meal itself was very sad. They were having having meatballs, and spaghetti, and there's nothing else, like no sides, no no vegetables, no like it was just straight up one bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. You're right because um, you know in like Italian tradition or whatever you have your appetizer or whatever then you have the pasta and then you have the meat but if you're having meatball pasta you're probably not having a meat after right so qab that's a good qab my qab is um i bought i, I like candles i don't know about you I'm a, i love a candle i love a scented candle i've come around on candles i used to be afraid that they would burn houses down right you're afraid you're afraid of matches i'm afraid of like fire when it's not for cooking okay Fair. i do have a, i do have a fear of like of of burning down my apartment. So I, 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 I do make sure when I have candles lit, I, I always blow them out. I remember leaving or going to sleep. Yeah. It is weird. Like my fire, my, it's like, my fear is like, there's going to be a fire, but then like, so, uh, this was maybe a year ago. Uh, my sister was cooking and then she like, I was in the, it's like the way, um, my parents' house is set up. There's like the kitchen and then there's like the kind of main room, like kind of next to each other, but it's not an open kitchen. Um, so there's like a wall. Anyway, she was cooking and she like came running in freaking out that like she like set the stove on fire and there's like a fire that like what could have grown into a huge thing, but it was like manageable. And I just like calmly like got water and, and put it out. <laughs> but like, I'm always terrified of fire starting. So I don't yeah. really know what my, I don't know what my deal is, but to with respect to candles, Kate's a big candle person. Um, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you finished that. You must call like Kate's a big candle. <laughs> yeah, you know, just just burning me all the time. But with, with this is an insults. But um, she uh, she's a big candle person, and I've come around. The candles are great. I actually in the beginning of the quarantine, I thought about starting a side business of making candles, and then it seemed very involved, so uh, I didn't do that. Yeah. Making candles would definitely be interesting. I, I love candles. I feel like I always have a candle in my apartment. I love a scent. I've been dabbling in different scents. My favorite candle right now is my favorite like brand is Myers, which makes the the soaps. I believe you have the Myers soaps in your bathroom. Oh, uh, we do. They're pretty popular soap. They also make candles, and I usually get a lavender Myers candle. And at the place where I get it, they only had the basil scented candle. I got this basil candle. 
It's and I it's, it's not a cheap candle. It's it stinks. This candle <laughs> smells like a garbage bag. It's unbelievable. And I feel like I now have to like I, I bought this candle. I gotta like I gotta burn it to the to the ground. I gotta burn it to the to the wick. John Wick. To the John Wick. Um and it's 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 nauseating. It's like almost as bad as tuna fish smell. This whoever made this candle is QAB. Uh wouldn't be surprised if it was Goose who made this candle this candle. Uh candle soup. It's it's awful. I, I hate that I bought it. Um, and I just can't believe anyone made this and approved it and thought it was good. Maybe it was a burnt, you said like when it burns, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Maybe it's like a Bernie Sanders candle. <laughs> it's a Bernie bro candle. Yeah. It's a Bernie candle. It's not bad. Yeah. It really, uh, burned, it really fizzled out at the end. Yeah. It did move my wick to the left a little bit. It moved. I don't know. I, I got it. Yeah. I was saying it's trying to level the playing field economically, but there's no there's no connection. No. Just that it burns and there's Bernie Sanders, so that was good. Nice one. Want to bring in the closer? A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits. Oh. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits. All right. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Hey now. Bits, 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 bits. Wow, that might be my favorite rendition so far. Yeah, it's a new one. I'm tr- I'm working on the different endings. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Excuse my language. We're okay. We're we're mar- we're marked as explicit, 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 and explicit. We're we're a dirty kitchen. Sometimes. Yeah, limp limp explicit. Nice cheddar biscuit. Yeah, I got not that much to plug. Plug my TikTok. I've been I've been talking. Um, if you're in high school, if and you're on TikTok, follow me. People have been talking about it. People have been talking about it. TikTok. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you think TikTok, the mints are mad about TikTok? Wow. I, I didn't even think about that. TikTok, TikTok. It's got to be good for TikTok. They're probably happy. Yeah. Brand awareness. Absolutely. Like the opposite of Corona. <laughs> right. Um, what do I got going on? So I got morning cup of jokes. Uh, I think I'm going to do it every Saturday. I think that's a good day because we got Braze Bits on Friday. I released it the Friday morning this time and I was like, you can't compete with Braze Bits. It's it's tough to compete with Braze Bits. Yeah. Um, but also the way my week is structured, I think the end of the week, Saturday seems like maybe could be fun. We'll see. Love that. Um, so I think I think every Saturday going forward, um, at Lance County's my Instagram. I'm trying to get subscribers to my YouTube channel that I start actually have our first two sketches that we put up that we made last year, and then I'm gonna start putting morning cup of jokes on there. Those are those are great. Yeah, we should repost them. Maybe we'll post it to the Braze Bitch channel because people probably haven't seen them. Yeah. Um, but. Um, L at LP com at LP comedy is my YouTube. Um, I think I might just try to change it to Lance comedy. So it's the same, but right now it's at LP comedy. Yeah. So trying to, trying to grow that I have like four subscribers. So nice. yeah, you gotta, you gotta get more than that. If we want to be a stand ups over. So you gotta be a YouTube influencer now. I know it's sad, super sad, but we got the bit. We got to bridge it back. Super sad, but hopefully we'll get over the Jonah Hill with this Corona. I hope so. So I do feel super bad. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know feedback. Let us know if you got any suggestions for top nine. Love, love, love everybody. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week.